here we are waiting for well waiting for someone hey everybody Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Because he can't do his job tonight, I'm Zach, and my co-host is Andrew. Indeed. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Yeah, I've been I've been messing with my computer for the past, like, half hour. The thing is just being stupid, and then the electronics and the technology is being stupid. And it's interesting. Like, we've done over 140 episodes, 200 in total, including many episodes, and we still can't get it right. Well, I still, still can't get it right still really bad at this yeah. yeah the the only thing worse than our ability to actually start a podcast is get a guest to turn up because yeah. we're we're waiting for our guest spoilers dean milligan friend of the podcast is meant to be coming on telling us about his triumphant run at the surf coast century where is he i don't see him on this call do you see him andrew oh actually look at that well molly milligan just entered a new challenger has entered the tournament should we do it? Let's see. Who can we get them online? That's We've right. been sitting around, folks. For honestly, I, I spent about thirty seconds complaining that Dean wasn't here before and, launching into a tirade and, and making Andrew start the recording. And then he shows name. up. This is embarrassing. Things off. My computer's not. I don't even know what the audio is going to sound like because I'm on a different computer. I don't know if it's all going to work. Listeners, you may never hear this podcast. Oh, this has been an absolute shambles so far. Look at him. He's in yeah. the. Uh, he's in the tropics there. That's cool. I haven't got any sound. <laughs> Welcome to Zoom. Why would you want sound? Seriously. So we can hear Dean, but he, he can't hear us. He's got his tech support there. They're telling him to turn it off and turn it back on again. No way. Audio settings? Hey! hey. Can you can hear, hear us? us? <laughs> Either that or he's very good at lip reading. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, we yes. Can hear you. And you're live, mate. We've started recording. Fuck. <laughs> that's what you get for making wait half an hour yeah that's sorry about that that's what I said yeah. it's very yeah like I my mean, computer's still loading I'm on a different run. computer right now I told Andrew you'd gone for a run no I'm sitting on the beach drinking rum that's all <laughs> how are you mate I've got my glass Can you see there we go oh lovely my trophy <laughs> yeah. so, so start at the end is that the trophy you get Surely not. Yeah, if you finish under 16 hours, you get that beer glass for winning. So that, that was my whole goal for this race was to earn that beer glass. <laughs> there well are just done. some races that you just a beer at the end of it are just worth yeah. everything that you've done. So everybody, uh, we're welcoming back Dean Milligan, uh, who's been on the podcast before. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about his journey through his 100-kilometer race uh, at this point three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Uh, three weeks, I think, yeah. Three yep. weeks, yeah. That's pretty wild. So for those of you who don't know, Dean is a longtime friend of the podcast. He listens to every episode, I hope. Um, but he's been with us sort of since the beginning. He's been one of the first followers of the podcast. He's a client. He's a friend. Uh, he's somebody who's come like a really abnormally long way in his running in a really short time. Uh, and so we wanted to get him back on to talk a little bit about about his 100K. But before we do that, Dean, uh, for those of you, who, for those of our listeners who haven't listened the first time you were on, uh, tell us a little bit about you, how you, who you are, what you are as a runner, and a little bit of your story. Um, so I started running, um, what is it, three and a half years ago, I think now, or maybe four. Was it 2018 I started running, so yeah, uh, four years ago. Um, I started running basically to help um, to raise money for Beyond Blue, and then just built from there um, and just... Yeah, basically wanted to see how far I could go. I was intrigued with ultra marathons and always had 100k in the back of my mind since before I even became a runner. Um, so it's sort of something I've always wanted to achieve at some point. Um, had a few attempts at it the last 12 months and didn't quite happen, but um, it has now. I don't know why I thought that you've run 100k before. So, like, because you're you're such like always running and like long distance running i always thought to myself surely dean's done 100k before no 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 um so i've done a few 50s i've done two 70ks now one being a month before the 100 this year um and that wasn't even going to be planned for this this year was going to be a very um casual year because i had stress fractures in my feet end of last year start of this year so i didn't do any running until about March this year. 
and had no intent on running any ultras and um now i've run four ultra marathons this year including yeah, that, 100. that's how it works yeah uh, that's, that's, that's things the like good year. Yeah. i have no intention of running in any ultras this year but you know what i'm going to do a few 50s maybe 70 yeah. well, let's end the year with 100 and we're not yeah. even done yet um and i think this my total for this year is about 700 k's um including 100 k so i've done bugger all running this year <laughs> wow, which is like, why I've done so well because I've um, had a really good rest. <laughs> that's kind of really interesting when you think about it, right? Like, Zach, how many kilometers have you done this week? Uh, this year? Oh, this year? Oh, two, two, maybe? Two, yeah. I've done probably about 15, I'd say, mm. uh, maybe 17. Dean's done 700, and 100 of that was a race. Yeah. And he's done that race probably faster than we would have done with all our training. So the lesson is, listeners, don't train. Um, just get out there and do it. Uh, don't bother listening to the podcast anymore. Go down the pub, have a pint. Just go be like yeah, Dean. Be like Dean. <laughs> um, you said, Dean, you'd had a couple of cracks at 100. Take us through it because the road to 100 has been a long road. It has, yeah. So I signed up to <laughs> my first 100 was going to be UTA in the Blue Mountains, um, which is probably one of the hardest you could do in the country in the, in the 100 k's go big or go home yeah 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 but the first year it was actually postponed um well it was actually cancelled completely so it deferred for 12 months uh because of covid it was yes yeah yeah um the start of covid so i had 12 months to sort of train which was good um I actually felt reasonable good going into it um but then during the race got hypothermia so i had to pull out um and then after that, uh, I signed up to Ned Kelly Chasing Wang, which got cancelled. Um, what was after that? Yu Yang's, which got postponed, and then I couldn't do it later in the year when it got rescheduled, when you did it. And then I had Buffalo Stampede 100 that I had to pull out of because of my feet on my foot. Um, and then I sort of thought, oh, well, this year's not going to happen. So, hmm. um, yeah, and then I, I watched my mate, uh, he ran Buffalo Stampede 100 and I've crewed him and paced him for the last 20 Ks. And after we finished that, I made a video about it for him. And I thought, you know what? After a couple of beers, I thought I have to do this. <laughs> I, I really, I, and I was turn, I'm turning 40 this year or next month. And I thought, I really want to get it done before I turn 40 or at least have a real good crack at it. So that was sort of enough motivation to um, a couple of beers and sign up the Surf Case, um, which I'd already signed up for the 70K at very long run a few months prior and that was going to be my major race this year hmm. uh, and that was only four weeks before so um yeah it just sort of panned out worked okay um after the 70k really didn't feel like i had it in me to finish the 100 um 70k did not go to plan at all i got about 35 k's in and just had enough um the only reason i really finished that was because i knew i could do that distance and had my mate with me my brother and his kids were there at aid stations cheering us on and uh it was pretty it was a tough race but kind of good for finishing it but didn't leave me with much confidence mm. um so that's why i sort of i felt a bit underdone um or underprepared sorry in the lead up to the 100 but um yeah going back to the one that you attempted the 100 that you attempted and had to pull out of what were you thinking after that happened? Because I, I obviously saw you on social and saw some of your insights and you were pretty transparent, but but just talk us through it. How how tough was that having to pull out of that event? Well, I did, <laughs> I went further than I was supposed to because I think it was the 44K checkpoint. Uh, I fell in the creek at, I think it was 32Ks thereabout or 35, something like that. That's not a metaphor. You fell in a literal creek. Actually, I got bumped into a creek, yeah. And I was drenched. It was about minus two degrees, windy, freezing cold. Um, I got to the, I think it was 44K checkpoint, um, staggered into the aid station, didn't know where the hell I was, what I was doing. And um, the medics come up and wrapped me in blankets, warmed me up. And they said, no, you're done. I was like, well, I'm not sitting here for four hours until you truck me out. I said, the next aid station where my car's parked is only another 10, <laughs> 10 12Ks up the track. Um, and basically, I just forced my way out of the checkpoint, um, kept going the 56k and then I got there and I thought, no, nah, that was a bad move. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was well and truly done. And it took it mentally, I didn't want to quit. I was in really good um, form leading into it. You were in amazing form leading into it. Yeah. I, I was pumped and ready to finish that race and um, 
you know, I'd been planning, well, it was 18 months basically that I trained yeah. for it. Yeah. Because it got canceled. Um, and I was absolutely shattered after the race. Um, I pulled out and then I had to leave the car there for my mate because he was still going. So I couldn't just take the car and go back to our B&B. <laughs> I was sitting outside and trying to um, book a cab to come pick me up uh, and I ended up stealing someone else's taxi. Took me back to the B&B. Um, and then, yeah, I was, I was pretty shattered. But um, I think it was only... The ne- uh, it might have been that night I signed up to um, Yu Yang's 100, 100 Yu Yang. So I got back on the horse straight away. Um, but yeah, mentally, it just really it was a yeah. Do you think leading up to that race, because it was canceled and they, it was an extended period of time, do you think there was like overtraining or a kind of like mental fatigue in there going into it that maybe you didn't realize would have been there? Because like, I know for me, when a race gets pushed back, I have to really force myself to stop my training because like you can't, you just can't sustain a heavy volume training for, yeah. for like essentially triple what you thought, or at least I can. Yeah, I yeah after I had a bit of a break after that, and then I did um, a couple of big races, but I still sort of I still trained fairly consistently. Mm. Um, if my body felt like I needed a rest, I did. Uh, I'd learned from previous mistakes about <laughs> pushing too far. Uh, so I sort of knew how far I could push, but um, if I just had sort of little niggles, I'd work my way through it and just keep going and build strength from that, I think, as well. So sort of, I don't think I could have been any more prepared for that race, to be honest. Like I hadn't, I didn't feel like I'd, I'd overdone it. Uh, I felt strong and yeah, I was, yeah, it was just a, one of those days. Yeah. The person who bumps you into the river, what did they do? Did they just keep going? Did they stop and help you out? They helped me out of the river and he goes, oh, sorry about that. And then he sprinted off. And was I was it, there all days. Like, yeah, was it like a real single track? Like, or, or was this guy just not? No, it, was sort of, it was out in the open. So it was like a paddock area. Um, and it was like a bit of a creek flowing through it. So he must have like actively aimed for you. If he... Well, there was a rock in the middle of the creek and you had to jump onto that rock and then over that rock on the other side of the creek. So instead of waiting for me to get off the rock, he jumped up behind me, what kicked my foot out from underneath me, and I went um, ass up and fell into the water. So, um, you know what kind of kid he was at the playground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what do you think caused uh, at the end of this year, uh, end of last year, start of this year, the stress fractures and everything? Because um, you have been a very consistent trainer. What do you think it was that, that caused that? Because that's unlike you to pick up an injury. That's your first major injury since you started running, I believe. Yeah, well, well I did a um, I did a marathon and then about two weeks later, I did a 50K, um, which potentially hadn't recovered. Might have just overdone it. Mm. Um, I didn't feel it coming along. Like, I felt really good. And then all of a sudden, it just came out of the blue. So uh, there was so, no sort of warning signs, which is kind of weird, but... Uh, maybe I pushed a bit hard when I shouldn't have, <laughs> but because I think oh, last year I did three and a half thousand Ks um, leading up to that, so I did have how a big. Long, how long is your like? When did you get serious about running? Uh, what was it? It was probably four like, years ago. Two thousand nineteen. I sort of I did about eighteen hundred Ks. Two thousand nineteen. I did the three. I did my three fifty Ks in two thousand nineteen. Mm. Um, first being Brimbank 50, um, which really kicked my ass. <laughs> it does that. It does yeah, everyone right. the first time around. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back there for payback one day. But I, yeah, so that year I did, I did 350Ks. And then the next year, 2020, when COVID kicked in, um, I was basically I was a stay-at-home dad that year. So all I did was run. So I did massive Ks that year. Uh, and same as uh, 2021, I did quite a few Ks as well. So... Well, I guess I, I guess I'm trying to understand. Okay, so if we we look at 2019 as like say we for argument's sake that's your first year running, yep. what kind of a person decides I'm going to start running this year? I'm going to do 350ks. Like what? <laughs> how did that come about? I'm curious. Yeah, I really don't. Well, I, well, I guess it's been something. Well, so it goes back to about 2012 when I was working on a vineyard. I was listening to a podcast that um, they interviewed. Um, nutcases basically people that run ultras and road and bike um endurance athletes and there was they were interviewing a lot of people about ultra marathons western states mainly um, all those really big ones and i didn't even know about it back then and um 
ever since then, I've been really intrigued about it. Something I've never thought I could do, um, but really, really wanted to try one day. And then 2018, when I started running and I got through my first marathon reasonably unscathed, it was, I think, four and a half hours my first, uh, first marathon, which I was reason pretty happy with that. Mm. Um, pulled up well, and then I just had the bug. <laughs> yeah. Just bigger, bigger and better things. And I actually almost signed up to the 50K at Ned Kelly Chase for my first marathon instead of the marathon. Like, no, don't be stupid. Do a marathon first. What was your like? What was your train? How did you train for that? Did you do an app? Did you have a coach or? No, I just winged it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I messaged the guy um, Justin that runs runs the event um, and said, "Look, I've got six, oh, five and a half months. I've never run more than five k's before. Can I train for a marathon in five months?" And he said, "You're a nut job. I love it. Yeah, you can. Here's a training plan." And I, I probably followed about fifty percent of the training plan. Okay. Just did whatever I basically I did whatever I felt like doing, and I did a few half marathons um, leading into it. Signed up to every race I could in six months, uh, mostly sort of five, ten k's, a couple of half. Um, what was your longest run before that first marathon? Like half marathon, half marathon. I did. Um, okay, so you never got past the twenty-one k. Uh, so I did half. I did the Harrietville half marathon, and then I did a training run half marathon. And apart from those two, they were all sort of around 10, 15 Ks. And was the was the marathon course was like a flat course or like a Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's a pretty fun. good time for your first yeah. marathon when you haven't really done anything past a half. Like that was my first marathon time and I did like I stuck to the training. You thought you knew have... what you were doing. What's that? You thought you knew what you were doing, your first marathon. I still think I know <laughs> what I'm doing, but you're <laughs> that's that's so the genetic talent I, I guess like from 2018, 2019 to now to only have essentially some, like not only, but to just have stress fractures sort of this year, that's, there's like genetic natural talent to predispose you as a runner without getting injured. Cause you kind of jumped into a lot of, a lot of K's like yeah. what, what was your running like before 2018? Like you hadn't done a f longer than a 5k obviously. Yeah, I did a I think I did a 5K in about 2016. Did you run in <laughs> high school? Uh, at the local marathon, uh, I did a 5K, but I played a lot of squash and racquetball, so I was reasonably fit. Uh, but yeah, as far as... And I smoked. So I was quitting smoking in 2018 as well. Right on. Uh, which I, running actually helped me keep up smoking because I the first time I went for a run, I, I think I made about 300 metres and I was like, nah, <laughs> can't do this. And then just gradually worked up. I remember the first time I ever ran a kilometre without stopping, I was like, Holy shit! You can actually do this, you know. <laughs> and then from there, it just kept going. I was like, just kept. Well, got a kilometer. And yeah, let's try and get one and a half, two k's, and then eventually I got the five k's without stopping. Um, and then I got a ten k. Uh, I remember to this day the first time I ran a half marathon without actually stopping. Uh, it probably took about yeah, probably nearly two years or oh, eighteen months. Okay. From since I started running, to, so you know, you sort of you gradually build up the distance, your fitness, um, and like obviously your breathing's a big part of it too. Um, so okay, so you're you you in in the grand scheme of things, relatively recently, you you're starting to run kilometers without stopping. Give me give me some PBs, uh, your current PBs, man. Like what do you got? My current five KBB, I ran four days after my seventy K run. <laughs> Freak. Um, which I think's nineteen fifteen, I think. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, my ten K PB I beat by two seconds last week. Second. I think it's forty two nine. But I wasn't actually trying oh, I just I had my watch in my pocket that day. I wasn't actually trying <laughs> to I just went for a run. <laughs> and I had I was nine and a half k's in the run. I'm feeling pretty good. I better check my watch. And then so I realized, shit, I can get a PB. So I pushed the last 500 meters and made it by two seconds. That's like a 415 <laughs> kilometer. He wasn't even trying. Yeah. Um, half marathon is hour 30, just under an hour 33. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, marathon's an hour 34, but I haven't tried to run a PB marathon for a while. Wait, the marathon's what now? Hour 34. Marathon. Oh, sorry, three three thirty four. Three thirty four. I was about to say, congratulations, mate. Uh, you just set a world record. Yeah. No, no, no. 
Oh, good. Uh, Look at guys, my computer's back up. Um, <laughs> so, okay, wow. So, when was the last time you ran a marathon? Well, I ran a marathon. Um, when was that? I think it was my birthday last year. So, November last year was the last actual marathon I ran. Dude, I want to see you run a marathon, man. Like, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you go like in the current shape that you're in with some of these PBs. Like, I'd be surprised if you went above 315. Yeah, let's, get, like, let's get Dean and Troy to race. Yeah. <laughs> my, my marathon goal is sub 3.30, which I went for last year. Um, and what was that? I think it was June, June, July last year I, I went for that. I did it virtually because every event was cancelled still. Uh, so I ran that virtually. So if, in a, um, a race scenario, I probably would have broken 3.30, I think. Yeah. Yes, the race yeah. is good for another five minutes for sure. Absolutely, yeah, dude, you got a three twenty-eight, three nine, uh, twenty-nine in there. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, um, which I think, like now that I've done my hundred, um, a, a fast marathon is definitely on the list of of things to do now. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, let's let's not skip past the hundred to what next. Tell us about Surf Coast in terms of all the different events you wanted to do for your first hundred or ultras you've done. What was it about Surf Coast where you went, okay, listen, if I'm going to do that, I'm not just going to do the fifty. I'm actually going to go after the hundred there. Um, hundreds has been on my mind. I was was not happy. Um, even my weight training has suffered because all I've been able to think about is finishing hundred k run. Um, as Andrew can contest to, he knows how bad I've been at my weight training lately. <laughs> um, so, Surf Coast has always been one, I, one I've thought about. It's just different terrain. I've never run on beach before, um, which that challenge sort of... Um, I'd rather die. It was a good challenge as well. It's, um, well, you know what, let's just go for it, give it a crack. It wasn't massive elevation. It was supposed to be about 1,800, but it ended up being about 2,300. So it was bigger than we thought, but it was still for 100 k's, 2300 meters elevation isn't massive. Not that bad, no. But, um, so it was definitely doable, and I sort of thought if I, I know I can do 70, worst case scenario, I'm walking the last 30, mm. <laughs> um, and the last 30 isn't terrible. Like it's bad, but it's not terrible. It mainly is a bit of downhill, and then you're back on the beach. Um, the course is like a figure eight loop, isn't it? You start, go out and do a loop, then come back and then do another loop. Is that right? Yeah. So the first 21 Ks, uh, you basically go from Anglesey to um, Torquay along the beach. Um, then you head inland back from Torquay, back from Torquay into Anglesey inland. Uh, and then from Anglesey, you go up into Otways National Park, do a big loop, down into Aries Inlet, and then back along the beach into Anglesey again to the finish. Um, so there's a good mixture of terrain. There's hills, rainforest, single track, fire track, surf, beach, everything. Um, and from, I've seen videos of it. I just love the way it looked. Um, love the idea of doing an event on the coast. I hadn't done that before. Um, so it just it was a challenge too good to refuse, really. And what were your logistics like? Because you live up in sort of, you know, northern central Victoria. Surf Coast is down past Melbourne, past Geelong. Did you bring the caravan down? Did you hack a swag or what was it? Um, so originally we were going to stay, my brother lives in Geelong. Um, we we're going to stay at his place and then it's only half an hour to Anglesey from there. Uh, but we decided last minute to take the camera trailer, stay at the Anglesey Caravan Park, which is only 500 metres from the finish area. Um, so we did that. So it was really... Chilled out, we just got down there, um, set up camp, started pouring down rain as usual, all the events I it rains at the start. <laughs> so yeah, we just had a chilled out afternoon after we set up camp, did our drop bag check-in, um, went to race briefing and just relaxed for the afternoon, for the evening, a few walks on the beach and yeah, just took it all in um, and got pumped up for the, for the next morning. How did the, did the race briefing and the mandatory gear, anything there unusual compared to other ultras you've done or anything that was different or all fairly standard? Um, it was very relaxed. Like it's, it's a decent sized event. I think there was, there was probably 300 in the 100K and a lot of them were at the briefing. That's and a it, lot. It was a lot yeah, of, yeah. That's a lot for a big race. I was thinking like 60, 70 people. No, so there, I think there was a hundred, uh, three hundred and hundred, and there was, I think it was around four or five hundred or something in the fifty k. Uh, and there was a, a like, this? 
there was relay as well. So you could do relay, you could do groups of four or two mm. for the hundred. So it was very relaxed atmosphere um, and exciting. Um, everyone was sort of happy. Like most trail runners are pretty relaxed sort of people. Yeah. Um, they poured rain at the briefing, so we're all holding the um, in the sponsors' tents <laughs> during the briefing. So that was a bit, a bit cozy, but no, it was very yeah, very relaxed start. And I hear it's a very well supported course. So in terms of like your gear and everything, the aid stations um, are meant to be pretty spectacular. Um, what did you do in terms of your like what were you carrying? Were you running with a, a vest? Were you just running with a, a backpack? How how serious did you take it, knowing that you were so close to civilization the whole way? Um, so basically, we had I had vest. Um, I only carried uh, about five hundred mils of fluid at one time because it was sort of there was aid stations every sort of ten twelve k's. Um, and we had drop bags at 21k, 48k, and 77k. So I had changes of the shoes, clothes, food, everything I wanted in my drop bags. And then I could refill my flasks every sort of 10, 12k. So I didn't have to carry a huge amount of weight, which was good. Yeah. Uh, that made it sort of yeah, a lot more comfortable um, and sort of, yeah, easier to run when you're not carrying two litres of water on your back or on the plate. yeah and which shoes did you use what was your all one uh, brand or what was the special for this trip i used quite a few pairs of shoes <laughs> i had shoes in each dot like so i started with a pair of um, nike pegasus trail um which i hadn't worn much before so i thought i'll reuse them on the surf on the beach because i'm gonna have to 21 k's um after running through the um, beach where you do get wet and sandy um I thought I'll wear shoes that I don't want to, that aren't my favourite shoes at the start. <laughs> so I can ditch them. And, um, and then uh, what do they do up there? I've got a pair of North Face Vective, uh, which are my go-to trail shoe. I uh, wore them through to 77Ks. Um, and then I was uh, at the point where it's soaking wet. And, um, and then thanks again into some road shoes, <laughs> which wasn't ideal, but we can get to that. Right. Well, I guess yeah. Let's 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 get into it. So, um, Zach, do you have any more gear questions? Or I just want to hear what went wrong because yeah, something always goes wrong I, on an old trend. You need to fix it. So you know. So walk us through the um, race, man. So basically, like the main concern was, I'd basically repair myself. I'd get to sixty k's, and then and pull out. I'd be shot, and I'd be walking, walking to the finish. So I was, I was prepared for a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of walking. Um, it didn't really turn out like that. So, um, 21 Ks in, changed shoes at, at the main, um, oh, sorry, the first drop bag, changed shoes. Um, and then I had really bad pain in the hip and groin area, which I hadn't felt for a long time. Ooh. And I thought, this ain't good. Um, because last time I felt that was my first half marathon and I limped the last five Ks back to the finish. Mm. Well, it doesn't feel good, but um, luckily I was sort of able to just jog it off, and it lasted about ten k's, which was not ideal. But I worked my way through it, and it just disappeared. So I was happy with that. Um, after that, I didn't really have any issues uh, until about fifty-two k's, where I got really bad lower back pain, which has never happened before. Um, it lasted for oh, maybe. 5Ks and then it sort of mellowed down and um, it was probably six, six, around 60Ks. I had massive stomach cramps, um, which I have stomach issues anyway. And then, yeah, 60Ks in to get, it lasted probably about nearly two hours. I was, that's not I actually, I've never ever thrown up during a trail run and I thought, this is it. This is the, this is, it's going to happen. Um, but it, it, uh, luckily it didn't. I got, uh, I'd stopped taking gels because they would just start to really upset me. Right. Um, even electrolyte drinks was sort of upsetting me a bit. So I basically just had water until I got to uh, the next um, checkpoint at 78, uh, sorry, 68 Ks. Had some potatoes, some chips, and then from there on it started sort of mellowing down a bit, luckily. So, There's something about salty chips. Yeah. during a trail run there's just it, it's a complete opposite to any of the gels and snakes and stuff you've been eating it's it's the best thing ever i find salty yeah. chips 
Yeah, next. Plain potato chips, crinkle cut, Smith. They've got to be Smith's crinkle cut. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just, I don't know what it is about them, but they're just magic on the, on the trail run. They, bit of salt. Um, yeah, they work wonders. A bit of, bit of solid food in the stomach is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And throughout all that, were you maintained? Like, did you have a target pace going into the event? Like, you knew you wanted to do 16 hours. So, so did you have so, that in mind? Yeah. So, at this, the night before, we were sitting there and discussing it and basically said, we can't run any faster than six-minute Ks for the first quarter of the race because um, I didn't want to go out too fast and just blow out. I, wanted, I knew it was going to be painful at the end, but I wanted to go as far as I could before it got too painful. Mm. So. We tried, we stuck to about six Ks, which we did really well. I think there was only, there was probably a few Ks in there, we'll sort of around five thirties. Um, but we stuck to it pretty well for the first 21. Um, at the 42 K mark, I felt absolutely amazing. Um, mm. we, I think it probably took, I think it was about, what was it? It was just, I think it was just under five hours for the marathon distance. Um, so it was reasonable, like it was quick for a trail marathon, but without pushing too hard because we still had another uh, 58 Ks to go. So we, we paced really, really well in that first half, which was absolute key. Um, and then, yeah, so from there on, we just kept stuck with it. Any sort of steep climbs, we just hiked to steep climbs, didn't try and push ourselves. Yep. Um, the flats, we just um, paced really well, so we're the same sort of six sort of six seven k mark um oh, six seven minute k's um and then downhills we didn't overly do it on the downhills um blow out the quads but everything um amazingly <laughs> really went, to, went to plan really really well uh, and i got the 60k mark and i was still feeling apart from the stomach pains um physically was feeling really good were you running with someone the whole time or was it just you? Yeah. So my mate Brennan, um, we've been training together. We did a couple of big ultras together in the lead up, did the 70K together. Um, so we agreed from the start, we're going to start and finish together no matter what. Uh, and then at the 50, oh, the 48, at the halfway point, 48 Ks, uh, another fellow started running with us that was actually camped beside us in the campgrounds. Um, so for the last, yeah, the last half, there was three of us running together. Which really, really helps when you like in a group of people. Hmm. Yeah. So much easier. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was no, there was like no kind of when you were running, like as as races go. Was there any kind of moments where you were feeling? Because leading up, you and I had spoken. Like I know you had mentioned, um, you had talked about the weight training. But you know, fair enough though. Like when you're training for a hundred k, kind of. You know the the weight training has the running has to be a priority. Sure, you want to keep the weight training up to build your strength and keep your you know strength where it's supposed to be. But I felt like overall your kind of motivation for training was a little bit like on the edge of yeah I've got it and no I don't sort of got it. Um, so like in during the race, did any of that kind of come back to haunt you? Were there any moments where you just didn't feel good? Like you wanted to. It tried to. Um, this race mentally was the biggest win I've ever had in a long time. Like, if I had any bad thoughts coming into my mind, I just told myself, just block it out, piss it off, don't worry about it, think about something positive up ahead, like we're moving forward, got my mate with me, um, I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know, I hadn't been able to do that before in other races. Um, yeah. So that was a really good win. Like, I, it was strange, I think, because I so desperately wanted to finish this race. Mm. Other has been on my mind for a long time. I'd from the start, I'd tell myself, no matter what happens, I'm going to finish this fucking thing. <laughs> so, anytime any thoughts came into my mind that tried to stop that, I just told them to go away. Um, I got bigger, better things to think about than that negative shit. So, um, yeah, so I had I had more than one win in that race. I'll finish my race and also had some won some big mental battles as well, which was um, yeah happy with that one too so um but yeah like i said leading into the race uh, because of, because of the way the 70k went i was sort of cautious about how it was going to go um and i was well aware that things could turn bad um but yeah it, 
it's just, yeah, it went really smooth. So it's my day, I guess. Anticlimactic. Funny, it's like it's 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 kind of crazy when you think about like because I was joking with Zach, you know, about uh, the marathon, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go out there and have fun." And I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. It's like it's not something that you really think about with the marathon." But then when you hear about a 100k. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it just went kind of smoothly. It's like, it's yeah. interesting to me because you said that, you know, you, you were struggling with some kind of mental battles. We don't need to get into what those were, but do you think there's anything that kind of kept you going other than the fact that you just had really wanted to finish this race? Like, you, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, there was actually like, um, well, my wife and kids were there, um, hmm. which was a massive thing. Yeah. They were helping, me, helping us at aid stations. They had their drop bags ready for us. Um, it's always a good group and you know your family, your wife and kids are going to be waiting for you. Um, I had another friend on Instagram I'd never met in real life before. Her and her husband and kids had given up their day. They lived on the other side of Melbourne somewhere. Wow. Drove to Anglesey just to see me finish this race. Um, so I didn't, like I had, it wasn't pressure, but I felt like they gave me an extra boost to get it done because I had other people there cheering me on. Like they spent their day, they turned up just to watch me run. Um mm. Is amazing and so those little things sort of give you that extra confidence extra boost to keep going um yeah well, i was absolutely amazed with um that like generosity of people I've never actually met you know in life before apart from social media um and just the support that they give you um so yeah that was that was a massive massive boost having having my wife kids and friends there how did that go at the aid stations? Because a big thing with ultras is you want to you want to take your time at the aid station to do everything you need to do, yeah. but you can't afford to take any time more than that. And that's where you can really start to slip some time is the aid stations. Um, how did you go with like running with a couple of other people, having people at the aid station, not doing it after yourself? Did you feel like it was efficient or could you have changed anything there? Um, we probably could have been a little bit quicker in some, but I don't think it would have been overly beneficial to push ourselves any quicker through them like we were reasonably quick anyway you mean you didn't lie under a table for a half hour no 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 there's only one man i've seen do that <laughs> you might have overdosed on a few panel or something like that no. <laughs> um the 77k checkpoint was probably our biggest stop i think we were there for probably 10 maybe 15 minutes oh that's not long um, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, was that like a choice or just just kind of milling around? I mean, I guess I ha- uh, didn't really have a choice because leading up to that, we'd run through a storm. Um, actually, that storm was probably the first time I thought oh, I could be screwed here um, because it come out of nowhere, got completely wet, freezing cold. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I've been in this position before. Mm-hmm. Feel yeah. this. Um, but then I sort of quickly thought, well, you know what? I've only got to get seven k's. I've got to change the shoes, change the clothes. Um, and my wife kids waiting for me seven k's. I can get refreshed, get a feed, warm feed, and just keep going. So um, that was a good help, knowing that I only had to go another sort of forty five minutes, and I was going to be a new man again. Um, so that sort of that moment of sort of dark thoughts of like, you know what, we've got something moving. Like in the next sort of little while, we're going to be changed, dry, safe, uh, have a feed. Um, Yes, that was probably the hardest moment when we when we got really wet in that storm. I had sort of a few flashbacks from um, UTA, and you know, don't want that to happen again. Did yeah. they have a? Because I can't remember what that storm was. Did they have a contingency if like it was it got really bad, or was it just like you know um, weather it? <laughs> they probably yeah, we'll pretty well weather it, but because it's it's reasonably remote in that part of the race, so you had to get either go back or forwards to a checkpoint if you got or just sort of wait it out um we were lucky like it was reasonably sheltered in the in the forest there so yeah um but yeah we did get very wet um but we were also lucky because over the next sort of ridge line there was massive hailstones so <laughs> we we're lucky we didn't get hit by them but um and actually at that at that checkpoint i thought that's when i put my road shoes on and um that was the last pair of shoes i had so i thought um and then i said to my wife because i had i needed to get a new thermal top because it was going to get dark my thermal top was wet mm. um i said asked her if she had my previous drop bag if she had it in the car and she says yeah yeah so they went and got that for me 
which had a brand new pair of trail shoes in it that nice. I completely forgot about. <laughs> so here I am, I laced up my um, New Balance V11 road shoes. They were dry and warm, so I didn't really care. And then 30 seconds after leaving the checkpoint, I thought, you freaking idiot. <laughs> pair of trail shoes. Pair of shoes that are so much In that second drop bag that wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from there on, it was pretty slippery and slidey on the single track. So because it had rained so so much of the day a lot of the single track was basically creek yeah mm. uh, so it was very hard going on the single track with um no grip on your shoes uh, but the boys i was running with got a big laugh out of it when i was sliding away <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit of fun um and probably did slow me down a bit as well which uh made it even easier for me again i guess in one sort of sense um so yeah that was 77 k's in and i was still actually running reasonably strong so i was actually surprised with surprised with that um i was expecting to crash and it still hadn't hadn't happened yet so that was good um from yeah so from 77 k's we work our way back down to aries inlet um and we got back down to the coast probably about 15 minutes before dark mm. so we got some good views of the coast um and sort of heading towards the lighthouse before dark which was really nice to get, sort of get back down out of the bush back onto reasonably flat ground before nightfall. Um, that was a bit of a boost too. Uh, and then, yeah, headlamps came on just before uh, Aries Inlet to our final checkpoint at 85 k's. Right. So, yeah, up, like there was no sort of real major issues <laughs> the whole way through, apart from a, yeah, a few little... Um, Stomach issues, mu muscle issues throughout, but they sort of work themselves out. I feel gypped. I want you to go and do it again, but have fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was actually, honestly, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't feel more pain. <laughs> it, might, it might sound stupid, but because I was expecting it and I was sort of, I wanted to, I know I sort of I'd achieved some mental goals and things like that, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Well, I think there's something to that because like, I mean, look, we're, we're all kind of endurance athletes, right? And we don't do it because it yeah. feels good. We, we do it because we want to push ourselves to see what it is that we can yeah. accomplish, how, yeah. basically how much pain we can endure. And so, yeah, I, I guess I kind of get that. Like I had a little bit of that after the Brimbank Ultra. Like, I mean, I had just yeah. come off the Spartan, but I got finished with, I finished the Brimbank and I kind of get that. Like, I was like, oh, it was fun, but I feel like it could have pushed me more and I would have been challenged a little bit more. I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I was happy to finish, but I can, I can definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So 85 K checkpoint, that was a really, really good vibe. The, um, the football final was on, um, Collingwood was playing Collingwood in that final. We don't talk about that with Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. I'm actually a Collingwood supporter, not that I really admit it all that often. But yeah. Collingwood was starting their comeback with about five minutes to go. We were about, I think we were 20 points behind. We were sitting at that checkpoint. I was like, I can sit here for the next 15 minutes and listen to this, or I can keep going. And, yeah. this race. <laughs> and my mate and Luke that we were running with, they were eating fish and chips that someone had kindly donated, and um, they were cold. And this lady walks up beside me and she goes, Would you like some warm chips? I was like, yeah, hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm more chips up and most of it eating cold chips. But anyway, I won the luck, won the lottery in that one. But anyway, we, um, I thought I've been not listening to football any longer and um, keep going. So from there, uh, there's probably about five k's of single track to get you to back down onto the beach, um, and it was the worst rugged single track I've ever been on. It was dark because um, everything was wet. All the um, all the foliage along the track was all sort of leaning into the track. So, um, and I had road shoes on. on the track. You keep coming there. back to that. You keep <laughs> coming back <laughs> to the road shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, made it, that was that made it more challenging. It was good, um, but yeah, it was pretty sketchy single track. Um, I was happy to make it back down onto the beach, um, and yeah, hit the beach at about ninety-two k's, and it was just a massive, massive. Well, it was a relief to get there. Uh, we knew it was a home stretch. Um, but it was just, yeah, we just sort of chilled out, took it easy. We had about, what was it, five, six Ks of just 
flat beach running back towards Anglesey. Um, I spent that time checking my phone, answering messages from um, people that had sent support along the way because I've been receiving messages all day and sort of hadn't had much time to stop and read a lot of them, which sometimes it's good to just sort of have a read and mm. give you a good boost, um, see some of the support that I've been given along the, along the way. And it's absolutely blows my mind how many people have sent me messages and because um, I was doing updates on my story every sort of 10Ks or so to let people know where we're at. Um, so I took that sort of 5Ks to reply to those and read them and just really enjoyed the finish of the journey, I guess. Um, reminisced about the last few years, everything that's happened to get there. And um, there was a bit of a tear coming out of my eye because I was happy to get this thing finished. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive, massive moment those last few days on the beach. And I'm going to remember that for, for a long, long time. So what was your final time, Dean? What You said you went sub-16, but how far under sub-16? Uh, 14 hours, 29 minutes. Damn. That's quite a bit under sub-16, Dean. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> an hour and a half under sub-16. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought 15 hours, oh, sorry, 15 and a half hours I thought would be Amazing. Although if I can get between 15 and a half, 16 hours, I'd be really, really impressed with myself. <laughs> yep. Um, it just, yeah, it just everything panned out really well. Um, 92 Ks I was still able to run, which absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, that's um, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, What's that? Obviously, we walked, walked, at, walked, ran sort of kilometers. Like, wasn't running full kilometers, but I was still running more than... Oh, when okay. I did the 100 at the Yu Yangs that you didn't get a chance to do, I walked basically the last lap, the last 20 kilometers. So at the 80 kilometer mark, I was done running. You went an extra 12 past that. Yeah. So what's that um, average? What's your average pace throughout the whole thing? I think it was about, uh, I haven't really looked at it to be honest, um, but I think it was a, just under eight minute Ks average. Which is just incredible when you consider it's not only is 100K, but there's so much of that on sand and 2200 meters of elevation i don't i would just and and apparently crawling through a tunnel from your like oh, a couple of bridges yeah yeah, yeah. so we, um there was a couple of, so the 49k mark we had to crawl under the great ocean road bridge at anglesey yeah that it was like you're on hands and knees because otherwise you're banging your head on the pile on the, on the um concrete bearers underneath the bridge um, so it was full on hands and knees they did lay carpet out for us <laughs> well, made it a bit more comfortable, but um, but I, I, I knew that was going to happen because I'd seen that on the video. Um, mm. And then uh, I think it was uh, 85Ks, oh, sorry, oh, maybe 83Ks before the last checkpoint. We got to crawl under another bridge um, near Aries Inlet. So, had a few a few obstacles like that, but that all adds to the challenge, adds to the excitement of the race. <laughs> And where did you pay place overall? Like, if you did it in 14 and a half, what were the winners doing it in? So, sorry, did you win? That's probably question number one. Well, I didn't see anyone in front of me when I finished, so I must have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we were 90th, 90, 91, and 92, the three of us. Um, yep. So, like, I never, I was never running it for a position. I was never race, actually racing it. Mm. Um, I but just wanted to do it to get it finished. That's pretty good. Uh, Out of, what did you say, 300, 200? Yeah, it was about 300 in the 100, that's yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And does that include the people, the 300, does that include the people who are doing it as a relay? I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. If, say no. It'd have to knock. They'd be going a lot quicker, you'd expect, because they'd I, have four people each doing 20-odd Ks. Yeah, yeah. So they did, Um. <laughs> so, yeah, the relay's 21, 28, 28, and 26 or something like that. Mm. Um, I don't know if they... Canada's 100k runners are this in a separate event. I'd imagine they'd be in a separate thing. I, I think, I think it's separate because I think there was close to a thousand people all up. Yeah. Um, so we're going to say you came 90th out of uh, 92nd out of uh, 1,000. 300. No, 1,000. Yeah, done. Yeah, was, uh, and, so, and so what did the winner do? Uh, I think he was about nine hours, I think. Wow. There wow. That's uh, like, yeah. That's that's like, food, yeah. like a five yeah. Do you think five? you left? Yeah. Do you think you left five hours out there, Dean? Do you reckon you could go back and have another go? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Like if I, I think I could have done it faster. But then if I had, I've done it faster. Would I have pushed myself too far? 
and then yeah. back again. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, like the coming into the finish line, I was <laughs> well, we'll go back when I did Brim Bang 50. I was 42 Ks in. I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> ever. Never doing a 50K ever again. Yep. <laughs> at, at this race, I was 100 Ks, 100 meters from the finish line. And I was like, right, what's the next 100K I'm signing up for? Because I have to do this again. Beautiful. I've, never, I've never felt like that in the race before. Um, That's awesome. I've been thinking about the next race before I've even finished. So um, I was just, it's just a, like a dream. Literally, it was a dream come true to get this race finished. And it feels so good getting it done. Um, potentially, I could have done it a lot quicker, but I did a lot quicker than I set out to do, um, achieve more than I thought I would achieve. So. I'm extremely happy with what happened. Mm. Yeah, that's that's been an amazing journey, and looking forward. So, to what's next? What yes. what have you entered? Well, the next one, the next race I've got actually entered before this one. <laughs> yeah. So I've got GS GSER 56k in Harrietville in November, yeah. um, which is 50, you go up and down Feathertop and then up and down Hotham. Mm. Uh, so it's about. I think it's about 3,800 metres of elevation in that one. Um, so that would just be like a little fun run. 56k. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> um, I, I really, really, really I want to do Yu Yang's 100. I was really disappointed that I couldn't do it with you guys um, last year. That's the only consolation. Andrew didn't show up either. I know. I didn't. You know why? Because okay. I would <laughs> rather do anything else than you guys. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I'm pretty certain as soon as those entries open for Yu Yang's uh, in July next year, um, I'll be signing up the day entries open for that one. You should do. You can do. You want to do. You want to do Brimbank with Zach and me? You should do it. When's Brimbank? Probably It'll be March. March. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. And try and do sub five hours. You could try and do sub four hours. You freak. I reckon. Well. <laughs> nah, nah. You probably could actually. A 50, I reckon maybe four twenty for a fifty k for a flat. Does the Brimbank course intimidate you at all now, having done all these other courses? No, not really. No, there's, I know there's a couple of little hills there which are a little Brimbank flat to him. Yeah, what's it's about seven hundred meters, I think. Or like, yeah, six hundred, seven hundred meters, but yeah. it's all in like five hills. Yeah, it's yeah. like. It's <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually PB'd my half marathon on that Brimbank 50, which is what killed me. Yeah. <laughs> so you should never go and PB a half marathon at the start of a 50k. No, that's really. Um, the other thing I'd like to do is one of these backyard ultras, um, oh, those yeah. lapped events. I'd really interested in those just to see how far I can go, um, which there's one of those on the Brimbank course too, isn't there? There is. Yeah. yeah I've done that twice. Yeah. So Trail something like that is on my radar. Um, it's, yeah, see much further than 100k as I can go. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the uh, the non-stops are harder than the actual races. I found the Yu Yang's 100 and doing Oxfam as a team to do the 100. I found I did those a lot easier, knowing that once I got to the 100, I was done. Whereas with the the non-stop having to get out there and the clock and the, the mental stress was so much more. And also it was a really weird feeling when you got to the hundred because you're like, well, there's nothing, I'm the one stopping me. Whereas with the other events, like the events finished, you're, there's nowhere else to go. Whereas I finished my hundred, I'm like, I'm fantastic. And then two minutes later, the next people went off. It's like, well, they all beat me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's worth trying because it's such a controlled experiment. Um, like it's all there. Like it's, yeah. If you're going to do your PB, it'll be on that course if you're mentally strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, uh, Rotorua, there's a 100K over there in New Zealand, um, which I really like to do. And there's, have you had the 100 mile over there? Mm. Um, Yangs has a 100 mile. Yeah, it does do. How about nobody talking like miles, Zach? Jerk. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe maybe give a hundred mile a go soon. Whether it's whether it's uh, next year or the year after, um, that's certainly something to work towards as well. But a hundred miles, it's a whole new kettle. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a different ball game. 
<laughs> yeah it is I, I do want to do one this year i'm looking to focus more on the marathon distance so andrew and i've been talking about going out and you know trying to both set a pb at melbourne next year yeah. and to do that i figure i can probably do some some fun stuff up until about march april next year and yeah. then after that i've really got to buckle down on just doing proper marathon training and speed work so i'm yeah. thinking i might just muck around with some long runs over summer do some long stuff in March, then take a break and then just get straight into marathon training and try and do something fast at Melbourne next year. Now that I've said that, Melbourne will turn out either like horizontal torrential rain next year or a 45-degree day in October. So I've just cursed us now. I'd prefer the rain over a friggin' hot day. Yeah, no, right. you can't beat rain. The only time I hate rain is if it's at the start of the race. Mm. I don't want to start with. If it rains during the race... You can deal with that, and it actually sometimes it just helps. It actually helps you because it keeps you cooler. Um, you don't need to drink as much when it's wet. As long as it's rain, not wind. Yeah, yeah. Like well, if, yeah. yeah, wind's not fun. No. But, um, but yeah, um, Wang Marathon in March is probably. Um, I might attempt a sub thirty, sub three thirty mara there. Where's uh, that? In Wangaratta. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. So the, my my local marathon. Uh, mm. Because Ned Kelly's not coming back, is it? No, Justin and Sharon, who run that, have actually moved overseas. So they're touring over in Europe. Um, so they're going to spend six months a year overseas. Um, they've got their own business, so they can work wherever they are. Fair. Um, so Ned Kelly Chase isn't coming back unless someone else volunteers to run it, unfortunately. But mm, pity. Uh, yeah, because I'd signed up to that 100K twice and it got cancelled both times, which is one I was really looking forward to do. Um, but anyway, there's yeah. many places out there. Um, but yeah, the, the Wang, Wang, Wang Marathon in March, I think there's about 120, or oh, maybe, um, probably not even that, it's probably about 80 metres of elevation over, over the marathon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and that, ele that elevation is only where the, the walking track um, comes up over the road and back down again. So there's bugger all. was like that. It's flat. Uh, yeah. So if you want to run a fast Mara, that's a it's a pretty good track to do it on. What when yeah. what month is that in? Uh, end of March. Yeah. I'll send you the link. I'm pretty good at getting you guys to sign God up. Damn it! That. Don't dare me to do stuff. You know I'll do it. <laughs> I think I'm already signed up for Warburton, Brimbank, and Oxfam in March. So I might as well add a fourth. Like, why not? Let's do Wait, this. Are you signed up for Brimbank? Is there a Brimbank March? Is it? Yeah, Brimbank's March as well. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll scrap return? that. We'll just do it. We'll do a PB 50k instead. I was just looking at 445 for 50 is 542 pace, Andrew. That's what we'll need. Oh, that's easy. You got that. You do that. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Um, I, I was reading today, Dean, we're kind of off track now, but um, Mystic Mountain in Bright near you, um, just down the road from you, an hour down the road from you, um, I saw that they're putting fees in there now. If you want to go trail run or bike ride in there, you've now got to pay to play. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. I heard something about the because the trail bikes. Um, I did hear something about that, but I hadn't heard about the trail running. I, I, yeah, I think because it's a pro, privately owned. It is. It's run uh, by the plantation people, and so they're saying that there's because there's been like an explosion in people going into parks and stuff since COVID came out, and yeah. they're charging. I think I read it was ninety dollars a year or twenty odd dollars for a weekend. Yeah. So. You know I what? Guess, if they if they can if they can catch me, good luck to them. <laughs> I guess I understand that, like especially because if, if a lot of people are coming out of the trails, because you know it's it's funny. Like there's so many people that don't know how to treat trails, and we see it yeah. at the U Yanks all the time. Even little things like you know if there's a puddle, you're supposed to avoid the puddle. Like you're not meant to run into the puddle because that mm -hmm. that's detrimental. Enough people do that; it's detrimental to the track. So I guess I guess charging so that they can kind of really make sure that they upkeep it even if it's like double the amount of people coming through but then it also it's just also so. well your spartan entry is going to go up now because they're going to have to charge that fee as part of spartan so that's going to go up doing it there again although i did sign up for the spartan in mount baba but that's just the 5k i'm never doing the spartan ultra ever again ever oh again. that's that's where i've seen that guy laying under the table that's that spartan yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll never do i will never ever you can quote me a spartan ultra do it ever again not ever. Flash forward. Welcome to episode 216, where we're going to recap Andrew's Spartan Ultra. Andrew, how are you feeling? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> uh, you do another one, mate. Yeah, most likely. I got to get permission from Erin, though, because I think I really worried her at that one. Fair enough. Um, so I make sure that, like, I made sure at the brim bank when I did the ultra because I, I could have my phone on me. I was like, I made sure to um, just let her know how I was going. <laughs> I just like yeah. send her voice messages because I didn't want her to worry, obviously. Because uh, I think that Spartan, I mean, not only mine, I think it left a bad taste in her mouth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried for you when you were telling me the story and you were sitting in front of me telling it. So I knew you were okay. And I was still worried you weren't going to get through it. So, <laughs> yeah. Nah, but yeah, man. Um, big, big stuff coming up for you. I, yeah. Like I am, you know what? I'm really excited to see you do a marathon. I mean, I was excited to see you do the hundred K, but I, I really want to see, I really want to see you do a marathon, dude. I want to see you like do a marathon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really keen on doing some sort of faster runs now, just to, something a little bit different rather than like I've done a long thing now. It's, it's a, it's a um, goal ticked off. So now I try and tick up some more um, a fast marathon. Um, I'd really like to try and break three uh, hour 30 half. Um, it's going to be, far off, it's, be it's only about three and a half minutes I've got to get off it, but that's a lot for a half. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. You know, I think it's doable. Things like that um, for the next. I don't know, next six months or so I'll work on things like that and see what happens with uh, Well the thing about the thing about a hundred Ks, uh, I think that's one of those like uh needle moving races. Like I feel like it's really gonna translate well to yeah. a shorter race time. Uh yeah. I think after you complete something like that, your fitness has changed. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take a few weeks for it to like take its toll because you gotta recover, but yeah. yeah. Not just your fitness too, like it's your confidence after you finish that like as soon as i finished like i thought holy shit i've just done 100 k's like, i like now like yeah you know yeah and, and if, if you think you get bored on a three hour long run try getting bored for 16 hours like you'll <laughs> you'll you'll run out of things to think about so yeah. if you can entertain yourself for 100 kilometers you can entertain yourself for a marathon no problem exactly. if, if you're on your own doing 100 k's on your own is a whole new challenge uh, <laughs> When you got when you run it with a mate, and then when you got uh, like when there's even three of you, even if someone's having a quiet patch, like you still got somebody else you can talk to to keep yeah. you know. Um, so it worked out really well. Like it's absolutely amazing to have it to do it with other people. It really really helps get the, over that distance. So uh, like it's probably really unless you're an elite athlete, having somebody. Like running on your own, it's really, really hard over long distances, um, unless you're really racing it to win. Because then, you know, you're trying to keep ahead of everyone, so you've got that motivation to keep moving. Um, yeah, really important to have people with you. I think on those real long runs, and it really does. Yeah. So, well, Dean, where can people go to watch your or see a little bit more about your your 100k Surf Coast Century? Um, so I've got. There's a video on YouTube, which is Dean, on Dean Milligan. Otherwise, you can go to um, my Instagram at Dean underscore Milligan. Um, and then there's a link in my bio there for uh, the YouTube video. Or I do have a race report as well up there. Um, but if you're bored, you can read that. Uh, it's pretty long. 16-hour long run, you can read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's been great. Um, the support... The support from friends from social media, even like throughout this whole journey over the last few years, is absolutely amazing. Um, and met some really great people. So the running community is absolutely awesome. Um, the guys on Breaking the Barrier are pretty good dudes too. So yeah, everyone should check them out. We should. They are. <laughs> yeah. And then we've been trying to do a race together for a long time too. So I think that's got to be something we do one day. Well, I just checked. Wangaratta Marathon is 19th of March, which is when Brimbank is 19th of March. It's the same weekend. So, so we've uh, got to pick one of those. No, we'll do it. We'll do a um, PB 50, I think. We'll do Brimbank. Where the freaking yeah. hell are you finding this? I looked at the Trails Plus website. Did they just put it up like yesterday or something? No, I forgot it a couple of a uh, couple of days ago. I don't believe you. No. Yeah, yeah, it I is just, because Warburton's a week beforehand and Oxham's a week after. I just see 2022 results. I don't see anywhere you can register for it. 
All right, well, I'll get I'll get my people to talk to your people, and so we'll hook you up. <laughs> All right. Well, Dean, do you have anything else you want to throw out there? Talk about? Um. Oh, people are probably sick of listening to me by now. So, nah, oh, so I've got a question. I've got a question for you guys. Who's better, Superman or Batman? Don't hey, we <laughs> did this. <laughs> uh, sorry, just getting into trouble. <laughs> You're never welcome back here. Yeah. <laughs> so easy to get you guys going. Whatever. <laughs> Awkward silence. All right. I was waiting for you. You're normally the one who does the sign off. I had to do yeah. the intro today because you didn't have your shit together. Like now I've got to do the heavy lifting at you the end like as well. I mean, seriously. All right. Well, look. All right, everybody. I, I guess we'll leave it there. <laughs> hey, Dean, congratulations again on the 100K, man. Thanks so much for coming on and talk about your journey and uh i really hope that i hope people download this one because that was a cool story for me to hear uh, i really enjoyed that so thank you very much well thanks for having me guys and um really looking forward to hopefully one day actually catching up for a race together um Indeed. it'd be really cool to have a, to actually run with you guys so. yeah for the first two k's before you piss off on us <laughs> <laughs> no you're right. I've only, got, I've only got to beat 6.20 to beat my Brimbank 50k run, so we should get that. Oh, that's easy. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. Don't worry about that. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, everybody, look, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast featuring Dean Milligan and his coast through the surf coast century. Hope to catch you later out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.